Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, well, we had some technical difficulties yesterday and couldn't get on the air, but lo and behold, here we are today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Sports Byline Broadcasting, twitch.tv slash F4W video. And we got a lot to get into because I had a giant list of things to talk about yesterday, and now I got to talk about them today. So, a double show here for all of you. The biggest news, I think, really, is that on Friday afternoon, it was announced that Zelina Vega had been released from WWE. I think everybody is well aware what's going on here. The whole situation with Twitch and OnlyFans, etc., etc. And they released her. So, normally when WWE does something like this, I shouldn't say normally, but often, what happens is it's Friday afternoon and they do their little news dump. They announce that somebody has been released then, of course, it's the weekend, and people go do whatever at the weekend, and by Monday, there's news and this and that, and the idea is that everybody forgets about it by the time the weekend is over. Well, as we'll talk about after the break, this one did not fly under the radar. This is a fight that Vince apparently wants. I don't know why, but we'll talk about unions, something that for 20 years now... I have stated you're never going to see in professional wrestling. And maybe we never will. But wheels appear to be turning, so we can talk about that. Also this weekend, I was all excited to talk about Talking Shopamania. Thought about it all the way on my walk home to the studio yesterday. It was all raring to go. And then, of course, we didn't have a show. So Talking Shopamania, we can discuss that today. Chelsea Green injured on SmackDown. A lot of stuff to get into, so we're going to kick it off when we come back from the break. We'll take your text messages, etc. Back in a moment, Observer Live. This is...
This holiday season, the Home Depot invites you to cozy up by the fire and do some grilling with top-rated grills from Traeger, Weber, Nextgrill, and Masterville. Lined up, shined up, ready for holiday cooking and lots of weekends to come. And don't forget bags of Kingsford charcoal. Oh, and if your sleigh is not big enough, order online and get free delivery. Top-rated grills, Kingsford charcoal, and free delivery with online orders. Holiday shopping improved only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. The spread of COVID-19 is still unchecked across the nation, and you need to keep your family safe. Make a new habit and check your temperatures twice a day, once before dinner and before leaving home in the morning. You can't afford to take chances, so use the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies, and it takes an accurate reading in seconds. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Quick and easy to use, you can count on Exergen to keep your family safe 24 hours a day. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Yes, everybody, we are back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, just so y'all know, there have been some technical issues the last couple of days. So, if we vanish off the face of the earth, I'm just going to keep barreling on through. And then we'll send the file to Byline, and the replay will be pristine. And, of course, we'll get back on as as quickly as we can. All right, so as noted, uh, Friday after the show went off the air, Zelina Vega was released from WWE. In the wake of this release, SAG-AFTRA president Gabriel Carteris gave a statement Monday following how her organization is viewing those within pro wrestling. Given to Spectrum Sports 360 John Alba, 
She said, wrestling is as much about media as it is sports, and we are going to directly engage with members of this profession to help find ways for them to protect themselves as more people reinvest in unions and as more working people are harassed by employers who don't want to protect them. SAG-AFTRA is committed to doing what we can to help professional wrestlers secure the protections that they deserve. They have 160,000 actors, announcers, broadcast journalists. What about me? Dancers, DJs, news writers, news editors, program hosts, puppeteers. So I guess uh, the folks at the also Firefly Funhouse could be uh, involved in SAG-AFTRA. Recording artists, singers, stunt performers, voiceover artists, media professionals. Dude, why aren't I in SAG right now? She specifically didn't mention WWE by name. So if the organization follows through with their efforts, every major organization could be affected, but how and to what effect remains to be seen. So honestly, what we need is we need somebody involved in SAG-AFTRA to basically come on the show and, and talk to us about it, because I don't know enough about it. Obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about WWE, unions, SAG, and what all of this entails. And I don't know enough to talk about it in detail, but I do know that a union is not just some magical thing. Obviously, the union offers some protections, but at the same time, if you're part of a union and, for example, the union decides to go on strike, let's say you're a school teacher and the union decides to strike, you're done working till the strike is over. Like, you do not have the option of saying, well, you know, the union wants to go on strike, but I really want to teach tomorrow because these kids need... No, you're out. So you got to consider that in professional wrestling as well, especially depending on some of the things that, that these wrestlers are, are upset about nowadays. I mean, would a union necessarily allow you to go do some of these things that these wrestlers want to do as independent contractors? I don't know. So I think that there, there's two sides to this story, obviously. It's very clear that wrestlers need some form of protection. But I think the wrestlers also need to know that, yes, you would be getting certain forms of protection. You would be getting uh, certain things in regards to insurance, and etc. But you're also part of a union where if the union decides to do something that you don't want to do, too bad. You're doing it. So this will be very interesting to follow. I'm not saying that like at any moment, all of a sudden, uh, WWE wrestlers are going to be unionized through SAG or whatever. But I mean, things could be coming and it'll be interesting to see what positives would come out of this and what negatives. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, there's a lot of push and pull. You know, I've been a part of a union before when you're not making a lot of money. You know, union dues come up, things like that, where it's like, ah, you know, but there are. Continue on. We got this. Yeah, absolutely. There are situations where, you know, unions become very valuable. And this has been the case with this whole Twitch thing that. Uh, where a little bit of collective bargaining and some support on your behalf would be good. Now, I, I I wonder if you're WWE, AEW, ROH, right? I, I'm almost wondering, and they're not going to do this, but if the union talk starts to get a little bit more thick, I wonder if you try to be open to what essentially would be a NFLPA uh, type of deal where it is a union. There is representation for you. It is a union, but it is in the auspices of WWE because 
one thing is going to be who's going to be the shop steward in this? Who's going to field all of these complaints from all of these people up and down the card? You know, there's going to have to be a whole structure that gets set up, and there's going to have to be people who really know that business, know the locker room, know what's going on now as well as what's happened in the past, and you're really going to have to bring in some people where – yeah, I wonder if individually, like maybe, I, again, I don't know what you can do across the board for any wrestler that starts, gets out of training school and, and wants to join the union, you know, and wants to try to get vested. I'm not sure how you're going to be able to do that with them, but with like WWE, AAW, and ROH, it almost seems like that may ultimately be kind of the best way to go where you can't have a bubble for everybody in the business. What you have is just for specifically your sport, you know, or in this case, your promotion, you have people there that can actually help you out that way. It's, it's having a sag or an after come in is very, it, it would be interesting. I know a lot of people go, Hey, they should join them. They should join. What's the big one in Las Vegas. It's the culinary arts uh, union. I believe it is where, uh, they have a lot of power, but it, it may be a situation where they ought to look more to sports and specifically that way and see on how to do things. Because, again, you, this is going to be a process. There's going to be a lot of people that want to see this happen overnight. You don't snap your fingers and make things happen. There's a lot of things that need to go into effect, and it's going to change the business uh, dramatically in how you look at it. This person here says, I would like to see Zelina Vega as a babyface, whether she goes to AW or not, not just due to current circumstances of her standing up for unionization, but because of her real-life backstory. Father passed away in 9-11. Yes. I have no, I've mentioned this before. I have absolutely no idea why. Like, virtually everywhere that Zelina Vega has ever gone, like, she's always portrayed as a heel. It's baffling to me. They even did an impact. It was the weirdest thing. They actually had, like, a 9-11 show. And she was part of, like, the opening deal because her father had passed away in 9-11. And she was totally, total babyface during this deal. And literally, the deal ends, and the pay-per-view continues, and then later she comes out, and she's a heel! It was bizarre. But that's, that's for down the road, because we don't know what's going to happen with Zelina. Very quickly, the story, if you don't know. So the timeline, and I, I figured this on Friday, and this is actually what ended up happening. She tweeted something about, I support unionization. Then, like, 20 minutes later, WWE announces she's gone. And so, at first, everybody thought, well, you know, she tweeted something positive about unions, and so they fired her. That's actually not what happened. What happened was, it was all blowback over the Twitch and OnlyFans and, and deal. Because a lot of these, as I've said before, I don't know what anyone's making in WWE, all right? But, and this has not changed... I mean, the Randy Ortons, they're making so much more than a Zelina Vega, it's not even funny. I don't know what Zelina Vega was making. I know that the women are making more now. I know that four or five years ago, if some of you knew what the women were making, you'd be aghast, okay? But, like, for some of the women, this Twitch stuff, this this her OnlyFans, I mean, they're going to make more money doing that than they are on their WWE downside guarantee with no touring and nothing. So it comes down to, well, what can I make more doing? And do I feel that if I quit WWE, I'll still make that, even though I'm not a WWE performer? She apparently decided I can, I can make way more doing that than giving it all up and just making my downside. So they had the blow up or whatever. The company releases her. She knew she was going to be released. Then she makes her tweet after that. And then, of course, everything goes as everything goes. And we see about the WWE release and everything like that. But that's... That's the way that everything worked out. 
And as I've noted a million times, the situation is different for everybody. If Randy Orton starts a Twitch stream or AJ Styles, AJ Styles is the best example. AJ goes up there, he's doing his Twitch deal, he's playing some video games, and he makes X amount of dollars off that. That ain't even approaching what this guy's making as a contracted WWE main event performer. So you tell an AJ Styles, knock it off, and he's done. But you tell some of the women, a page, who's just basically getting paid to be page. She's not even on television. I mean, a page or a Zelina Vega. I mean, some of these individuals, it's better off for them to get out. Yeah. Now, a year down the road, I don't know if they're going to be making that kind of money. Probably won't be. But I don't know. Maybe they will be. But anyway, we'll get Mike Stotts. Talk more after the break. Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Man, on the Twitch stream, right at the end of that match we've seen 10,000 times, I saw a clip from inside the Temple Theater. What's that all about? Hmm. Man. What is that all about? Well, I mean, at some point there's going to be more to come, but I guess we'll see. So I was heading back to the studio yesterday. Mm-hmm. We walked to the elementary school up the road. The kids were playing. I said, I got to go. I got a show to do. I was walking back to the house, and I was thinking about talking shopamania. Yeah. Did you see this show, Mike? Did I see this show? I'm wearing my Chad Too Bad uh, official uh, camouflage hat on uh, right now. And uh, I, I can say this about Talking Chopamania 2. Um, have you ever seen a snuff film? Oh, Mike. I haven't. No but I is a real snuff film. It's a gimmick. I would believe that if there were snuff films out there, that uh, those have more social and psychological redeeming value than Talking Chopamania 2 did. Uh, now, with that said, uh, it was fantastic. You know, I was looking at the... A recap on the front page, actually by Josh Nason. So if yeah, you're listening, Josh, you're about to get it here. No, he's not about to get it. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I just wanted to read what he wrote at the very end of this review, and he wrote a lot. He says, all right, then. I think you really have to be a listener of their podcast to really enjoy these shows. I love absurdist humor, but I didn't find any of this to be that funny or entertaining. One thing that makes it hard is the audio quality, as it's difficult to hear most of the inside jokes which really make these shows worth it. Okay. In any case, he says, if you like weird wrestling stuff, this is for you. Keep your expectations low. Well, duh. Honestly, the guys wouldn't have it any other way. So, am I in the minority here, or, like, were there no audio issues on this show? What is he talking about? Well, I think the audio Did issues, you hear audio issues? Some of, I mean, it was quiet at spots, but they, they poked fun at that. They made fun of the fact that Paul Lee was talking so quietly. It's like, talk to the camera, dude. <laughs> you know, where, yeah, I mean, it was not the most audible, but that was kind of, that was kind of part of the whole thing. It was low budge. It was <laughs> exactly what it was. And here's one thing. It seems like there's a lot of people around our general age that, you know, <laughs> that had television classes uh, in high school when they started to become a thing and things like that, where there seems to be a segment of us that I, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great for what it was, the sight gags, all that sort of stuff, all that. I mean, it's just I I don't know. To me, it was a universal thing. It was just one ridiculous thing after another. It was, you know, the t- well, let their, me let me give my airplane. thoughts in. Listen, everyone, okay? Because I thought about this all the way home yesterday. I'm sure. So, 
honestly, when the show was over, and it was like this after the first one as well, I was like, I need a few days to process this. That was my first thought when the show was over. And granted, this time I drank. I busted out. Sober? I busted out my absinthe from the from the Christmas show. I took a shot. I turned this thing on, and like, there's a retribution joke in the very beginning, and I was embarrassed that I laughed at it. Like, if I was sober, I don't think I would have laughed at it. But having taken that shot, I was like, this is funny. So, here's the thing. At the end of the day, okay, comedy is subjective, right? It's subjective. Yes. So if you watch the show, I mean, it's two hours of what they think is funny. And obviously, if you do two hours of comedy, especially pro wrestling comedy, I mean, some of it, people are going to, certain people will find funny. Other things, other people will find funny. But like, you're not, you're never going to do a two hour comedy show where every single person thinks everything about it is funny. That's just, that's it. Okay. So if you watch this show, like Luke Gallows did the first time, and he didn't laugh one time, and so he went and got a bottle of wine and watched it again, and it was funny. If you watch it, and you don't think anything is funny, and you don't get it, like Josh here, that's fine. That's fine. The thing about the show to me, there's a couple of things that I think are very important. Number one, they build this as the worst pay-per-view of all time, or the second worst pay-per-view of all time. Which, by calling it the second worst pay-per-view of all time, you're already telling people it's better than the first one. So you got to be careful what you say. You could say it's the other worst pay-per-view of all time. But the fact of the matter is, they sold you, they told you going in that this is going to be a bad pay-per-view. It's funny, but you can't go into it expecting that you're going to get full gear. So there is that part that even though everything is subjective, if you bought this show expecting full gear, bro, that's on you. What they sold you on was, it's a bunch of us getting together, a bunch of stupid ideas, we're going to actually film it, and we're going to put it on pay-per-view, and we're going to tell you in advance it sucks, and so that's what you should expect. And so, that's what they delivered. Now, the thing about it that I liked, and it's the same thing that I liked about the first one. In fact, I loved it about the first one. If you watch the videos that we made during the break, it's the same thing I said last time. If you watch how Shoulders Torelli became Vinny V, it ain't two hours, but it's 15 minutes of a bunch of our stupid ideas, and we thought they were funny, and we put them on video, and at the end of the day, you either like it or you don't. And we thought it was hilarious. I watch this pay-per-view, and to me, the best stuff about the pay-per-view is the commentary... When they're reviewing these horrible matches, and dude, Freight Train, I'll get to him in a second. The commentary during these matches and in the main event in the ball for a ball match, it was the same thing with the Boner Yard match. These two guys loudly talking to each other and doing commentary for their own match as they're fighting. I was in tears. And the thing is, everybody makes the comparison to Mystery Science Theater. 3000 where these robots are watching these bad movies and they're doing commentary on these bad movies and everyone thinks it's funny okay that's kind of what it is but there is a difference and the difference is on mystery science theater 3000 they're reviewing these bad movies but they didn't make these bad movies okay what this is is mystery science theater 3000 
if the robots were actually responsible for these awful movies. And so not only are you getting Chad Too Bad and Gallows, and not only are they burying these bad matches, but they're also telling you about all of this horrible stuff that they were responsible for. It's 2020, and like a lot of the younger listeners out there, I mean, you guys are spoiled. The indie shows that you can go to nowadays, I mean, starting in about 2015, 2016, when when WWE fell off, I mean, you could go to indie shows, and you could see some big stars and some great workers and some great matches. And granted, I mean, if you were, like, way out in the middle of nowhere, I mean, you probably saw wrestlers like Freight Train. But I'll bet there are some people listening to this right now, maybe many, where they have never gone to an indie show and saw someone as, God bless him, horrible as the freight train. But you know what? I did. And when I was a kid, I wasn't even a kid. I was like in my teens and 20s. When I was going to local indie shows around here, bro, there were a bunch of freight trains. And these matches were horrible. And we would laugh and we would watch them back, and and that's what I got on Talking Shopamania. I got to relive those days where I would watch a match with a guy like Freight Train. I'd be crying about how bad it was, and they're burying the guy. And like as a worker, I'm watching this Freight Train, and his stuff looks so bad, but at the same time, it looks like it hurts. That's the worst, dude. <laughs> I'm watching the commentary for these matches. I was dying, and then the main event. I'm watching all the inside stuff. That's what I loved about it. And quite frankly, if you don't get the humor or you don't think it's funny, fine. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different idea of comedy. But like I said after talking Chopamania 1, what it does is it brings me back to the late 90s, early 2000s, where I was surrounded by crazy guys like Gallows. Just these crazy dudes. They drank. They had crazy ideas. They went out there and did it. It's And you laugh. And Buddy and I would sit in the back and watch these matches, and he'd be just burying everybody, and we'd be crying. Dude, I love that stuff, and I miss it. Because in some ways, the indie scene is is so good now that you don't get that stuff. Unless you go to, like, out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a whole bunch of freight trains. But I miss that stuff. And I loved it, and I laughed at the commentary, and I laughed at these workers, and I laughed at the main event when they're doing their inside comedy And I laughed at, like, this stupid stuff. Like, I mean, I won't even say what I laughed at, but I was doing a lot of drinking. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And that's what I I want. I just want two hours of having fun and enjoying the stuff. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't buy the next Talking Shopamania. But I will. Because I enjoyed it. They gave you what you paid for. Oh, that's the other thing. I got one more thing. They call this... The worst or the second worst pay-per-view of all time. But you know what? They came on the show and they advertised a bunch of matches. A death match. The only way to win is the other guy is killed. A ball for a ball match. The losers, their testicles are going to be ripped off. They promised all of this stuff and they delivered. They delivered everything that was advertised. Which is more than I can say for some other high-end alleged pro wrestling companies where they promise something and then they just screw you because it's pro wrestling and they feel like they can get away with that. Talking Shopamania, whether you liked it or you hated it, they didn't screw me on anything. 
It was 100% from start to finish what was advertised. We'll get more from Mike after the break. Observer Live. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant. On sale now for just $5.99 after mail-in rebate. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If your home service business is not at the top of Google Maps, winningreviews.com is here to help. You need to be careful when working on your Google My Business profile, which is what shows up on Google Maps. One mistake, and you'll be on page two. Winningreviews.com offers a workshop to teach you how to get to the top of Google Maps. Don't let your competition have that top spot. Check out winningreviews.com and get to the top of Google Maps. Go to winningreviews.com. That's winningreviews.com. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Advance is helping you get your engine ready for the road this holiday season with the right oil, the right filter, at the right price every day. Get five quarts of full synthetic Mobile One, Valvoline, Castrol Edge, or Pennzoil Platinum with the Mobile One oil filter for just $33.99. Plus, this holiday season, get a $25 NBA Store gift card and two times speed perks points instantly with the purchase of five quarts of Mobile One. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Come on, come on, come on. Yes, we are back here on the show, everybody. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Any final thoughts, Mike, before we get going here on the rest of the news and commentary? Did you run into somebody 
that that really did not like that show because that's what it almost sounds like. It almost sounds like you have to to sell your happiness about that show. Sell and, it. You know what? No, I just I brought it up because Nason didn't like it on the front page, which is in his right. Absolutely, it's in his right. But the thing with this show is it's like Joey Janela's New York shows or a lot of those where people will go through <laughs> the the biggest hoops in the world over the Invisible Man and Bryce Remsburg, uh, the Invisible Man against whatever it was, where it was the two Invisible Men going at it, and it was just him. I, I, they People lose their minds, and it's like that's the point of the shows. The point is to go have a good time. The point is you're not going to see Flair Steamboat. That was never the intention. The, the point was if you – do you like the onion? Do you like Naked Gun? Do you like what the Wayans brothers do? Do you like that sort of thing? That's what it was. And it was just go out there and have a good time. This is part of that wrestling has different faces. You know, there is a lot of different things that you can take in if you're a pro wrestling fan. This was just a show by guys having a good time with their friends, putting something dumb up there that they found funny and that other people might find funny too. And that's it. You know, the people that tie themselves into knots over this and get so upset about it, it's like I, 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 it boggles my mind. And, and again, I don't think, hopefully for their case, they're getting a lot of blowback because I would assume that everybody that spent $15 on that pay-per-view on, on Friday night or on Saturday night, you know, they were completely satisfied. James here says, I watched the show as I did the first, and yes, they were, quote, terrible wrestling shows, but with just the right amount of alcohol, they were both hilarious, well worth the money. Sometimes you just have to enjoy wacky BS while loaded. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe I'd have hated it if I wasn't drinking, but I didn't drink that much. Well, the thing is, you didn't I've, even I've learned have my to lesson. Be, you didn't even have to be messed up for it. You know, you didn't have to be all, you know, smoked up or whatever it is. It was, look, there were enough... There were enough sight gags and things said under breath and homages to other things where... Dude, the I cameos, they were the so chaos. good. Scott I mean, Steiner tried to do math and... It started with... A, I mean, it started and ended with, you know, pretty good cameos with that, you know, Chris Jericho. The guy, you know, Chris Jericho at the beginning... At the end, you got you know you had Alex Kozlov in there, which was great if you're an old New Japan fan. And they played that up with with him and Romero. Uh, they had all of these people in there, and then it ends with uh, Scott Steiner at the end. It's like I mean, I, I again, I don't know what anybody could have been asking for out of all this. Although I'll say this, I wonder how many hearts stopped when Paul Lee looked like he suplexed George North, uh, possibly to death. By the way, I want to bring this up here. Everyone's going to say I'm on AEW's payroll, but first says what bothered me even more. This is this is going back to something totally different here, but I do want to bring this up out of fairness. What bothered me even more than Blade kicking out of the elbow drop? Did you notice that in order for QT to successfully reach the top of the ladder, the referee had to legit steady the ladder? I get it. QT could have killed himself otherwise, but why even bother with the spot, especially if it's not the finish? Well, my friend. Out of fairness, they do this all the time in WWE with the referee also holding the ladder. The difference is in WWE, they shoot it so you can't see the referee holding the ladder. But if you watch the replays where sometimes they show the replay from like 15 different angles, in fact, you will see the referee and sometimes in multi-person matches, other wrestlers helping hold the ladder. So this was not just an AEW thing. 
But hey, like if you want to complain about something, complain about the fact that the guy did a flying elbow off the ladder and the dude kicked out off the very top of the ladder. That's the problem to me. Person says, talking shop mini was hilarious. I rode the high off SmackDown and needed that great laughter on Friday night. And he notes, yes, they got Randy Orton's real brother. They sure did. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> God bless the guy, but it's awesome. kind of like, uh, anyway. A <laughs> couple of other news notes here. All those years later, Jindari getting his revenge back, you know? So, Chelsea Green debuted on SmackDown on Friday night. And the first thing that happens is she's doing a match that she is supposed to win. Because the winner of the match is going to go to the Women's Survivor Series match at Survivor Series. And she's going to debut and win. And what happens is she is on the apron. She gets bumped off of the apron. And it is a cardinal mistake. Never put your hand down. But she lands and she puts her hand down and she re-breaks the wrist that she had already broken and had surgically repaired. So like whatever they put into her wrist to put it back together again, she landed on that and it snapped and broke. So at that point, she's out of the match and it's Liv Morgan in the ring with Natty and Tamina's on the outside. And the match pretty much, I wouldn't say it totally fell apart. But they were clearly waiting for Chelsea to come back in. She's not coming back in. Like, Liv keeps looking over, like, what the hell's going on? Where is this woman? And they do some spots. And Tamita jumps back in the ring. And Liv Morgan hits her with the code breaker and pins her. So Liv Morgan, who originally was going to win the match, but then it got changed, she ends up winning the match again. So now she's going to be in the uh, Survivor Series women's match. Coming up this Sunday, actually. So for those of you waiting for another uh, Twitch stream, that'll be this Sunday. But that sucks. Hopefully she gets it repaired and it gets repaired in such a way that it won't just break next time. Hopefully they give her another chance, too. I mean, that's the other thing is just the awful timing of the whole thing. And you're going to be out for a... You know, God knows how long she was out last time. I can't remember, but you know, whatever they have to do, pins and screws wise, to get the thing right again and rehab and all that sort of stuff, and then you get back in there, and you know, you never know what the landscape is going to be. So it's just really disappointing for her because it's a missed opportunity. You just you hope something is there for her. She's talented enough, you know. Obviously, she could go, and she's been a lot of different places. So hopefully, she gets another crack up there in WWE. After a significant drop from hour one to hour two last week, the SmackDown rating this week held up pretty good. 2.142 million viewers on Fox, down just 3% from the overnight number last Friday. And obviously the overnight number, for whatever reason, earlier in 2020, whatever the overnight number was, it was down on Tuesday. Now, whatever the overnight number is, it's up on Tuesday. So the final number is going to be better than this. But last week, there was a gigantic first to second hour drop because they put the Sasha Bailey match in the first hour. I don't have any idea why. And then people watched it and shut the show off. This week, there was no huge match in the first hour. So it actually did 2.111 million in the first hour, 2.172 million in the second hour. So SmackDown, I mean, the show's good. The number's good. They did rush. A Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio blow off match because I guess Seth is leaving in a couple of weeks because Becky should be 
giving birth pretty soon here. You can do the math, everybody. And then next week, they're blowing off Buddy Murphy and Seth. So I would guess that Buddy Murphy is going to get the win there. And they put Buddy and Aaliyah together. What does this mean? Where do we go now? Wedding? Seems rushed. Well, they don't have to rush it. They don't even have to do a wedding. I mean, you can do, you know, you can have the evil boyfriend or the conspiring boyfriend, however you want to play this thing. And also, you know, obviously it would be giving them too much credit to actually think ahead or something like this. But, you know, if you have an an end idea in mind for when Seth Rollins comes back or something like that, I mean, you kind of know what frame then that you would have to kind of draw this thing along. I don't know how it's going to work. You know, it's just one of those things where it's one of those relationships and the story started. You know, I don't think this is forever. So obviously somebody's going to turn on somebody, whether it be Aaliyah on her family. Maybe Dom is involved in that uh, or it happens to be Buddy turning on everybody. So we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, You know, the one thing I don't want to see and that it would be out there play would be Dominic going over. Uh, to become a heel and go after his father. I think they're still, you know, he, him being attached at his father's hip and being on that side of the ledger and building him up that way, I still think is a much better idea than just having him flip the script to go over to be a heel. I think that puts him in some, some really, really deep waters, you know, especially if, you know, after time WWE, like everybody, you know, we never thought that they would kind of ignore Kane Velasquez again after using him. And they did. So you never know what somebody's whole uh, lifespan is going to be in WWE. So I think the more he can stay with his father, the more they build him up that way, the better off he is going to be. I hope they don't decide to go in that direction. Barzier says, Megan Barbarian's appearance at Talking Shop of Mania was my favorite part. Dude, I love the cameos in, in Talking... You never... Like, I just couldn't even believe half the guys that showed up on this show. They actually had a budget this time. That's the other thing. Like, when Nason was talking about the audio quality or whatever, it's like, dude, did you watch the first show? <laughs> and I actually asked... I asked them in one of the interviews we did this week. I said, I can't, I can't figure out if, like, it would be better or worse if the production was better. And the answer is, I much prefer it with the better production. I mean, there's a charm to the production being so awful. But at the end of the day, i got to watch the show for two hours. And I would rather have good production of a bad show than bad production of a bad show. So yeah, that answered the question to me. I don't know about everybody else. It's a little bit too much cable access last time around that way. So well, you know, <laughs> much, was... much better job done. And they said they had catering. I mean, as Rocky noted, they were the the foot was put down with the production. Just funny because like they got the first one in, apparently in demand. Wanted some changes for that second one. <laughs> Less personal massaging devices. Actually, there seem to be plenty more of those uh, laced across the show. What did you think about uh, Shed Underground there? Or, uh, <laughs> Shed, what the hell was it called? What are you talking about? During the show, the Raw Underground spoof of Shed. Oh, uh, Shed Underground. Shed Underground. I don't know what they called it. Do you remember that? There were so many spoofs on this show. You like the Koloffs? I think that's Nikita Koloff's shoot kids, by the way. At least one of them. The Russians that were taking it seriously because, as they noted, this is the real part of the show. All right, so this person says, I think that Miz is definitely catching in the briefcase on Raw tonight. During or after the McIntyre-Orton match, then Roman squashes him on the pay-per-view. 
This has happened. About talking shop of mania for this. This has happened before for two years straight as they changed the WWE Championship going into the pay per view. In 2017, AJ beat Jinder and went on to face Brock. And in 2018, Daniel Bryan beat AJ and faced Brock. Okay. I do want to talk about this. This is why I moved on from talking shop of mania because this match is tonight. Okay. Miz has his stupid briefcase. The idea of Miz as WWE champion is like, bro, it's 2020. What are we talking about here? Now, there is a Survivor Series match coming up. And you've got champion versus champion. You've got, right now, Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns this coming Sunday. So, these are the two options I think that we've got here. Number one, Miz cashes in at the end of this match. And he steals the WWE title. And the show goes off the air with the Miz as the champion. And then, at Survivor Series, Roman Reigns just absolutely destroys the Miz. And then, the next night on Raw, or a couple of weeks later, or whatever, Miz loses it back to Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre or whatever you want to do. The idea of Miz as champion is just appalling, but if the idea is just, we gotta, we gotta beat him... We got to get the briefcase off him, and we need somebody for Roman to kill. We don't want Roman to beat Drew. We don't want Roman to beat Randy. We don't want them to beat Roman. That's how you solve the problem. There is also one other way to solve the problem, which I like better, and I will tell you after the break. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. 
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Here is your other solution to this Miz problem and your Survivor Series problem. The easiest solution is not to book a bunch of champion versus champion matches where one of them has to be beaten. But they already did that. So here's what you do. Whatever happens, happens tonight. No title change or Drew wins the title. Doesn't matter. Miz does not cash in. Sunday, you go to the champion versus champion match. Roman should not be beating Drew. Roman should not be beating Orton. Orton should not be beating Roman. Drew should not be beating Roman. Nobody should be doing a job here if you want two strong titles. So in the middle of the match, both guys are down. Miz's music hits. He cashes in during the match, just like Seth Rollins did to make it a three-way at WrestleMania several years ago. Why does he do this? Because both guys are down, and his odds increase exponentially because there's two possible champions for him to beat and win a title. If he beats Roman, he becomes that champion. If he beats Drew or Randy, he wins that championship. So he's trying to up his odds by cashing in during a champion versus champion match. But then, of course, he's a comedy geek. He tries, he fails, and either Roman spears him, or Randy RKO's him, or Drew Claymore's him, whoever's in the match. You beat The Miz. You give everybody a finish. You give everybody a cash-in. But the cash-in fails. Miz is a fool, and neither champion gets beaten because whoever beats the Miz beats the Miz. Solve every problem, just like that. Right? Sure, yes. Why is it so hard? They make it that way. We're out of here, everybody. Hey, I want to thank all of you for listening. Apologize for yesterday. I'm back with a vengeance tomorrow, Tuesday, talking raw. It's going to be a fun time. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, Twitch homies. Talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.